Hey guys, welcome to Cup of Connections. I'm Portia and we're here coming to you from our virtual cafe, Better with a Cup of Coffee. We are savoring relationships with coffee lovers around the world and sharing their experiences that have been better with a cup of coffee. Well, hello guys. I have a new guest. And of course, as I always say, my guest is fantastic. Her name is Jean Jones. She is the CEO of Opulent Solutions. Hello, Jean. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. It's a busy Wednesday, but you know, it's just keep it, keep it going. So Jean, I have to jump right in. Why did you want to you know, manage people's businesses? Do you help people with project management and, and social media management? How did that come about? Well, as a person who comes from a social work background, I have a big heart and I want to see everyone grow and succeed. And I know that that looks different for many different businesses across the many different industries. And I just realized that this was a great way to be that cheerleader and supportive voice and voice of reason in some instances where I can really lead and manage my CEOs and my teams to get to the places that they want to be. You're here in North Carolina with me, right? You're on the yes. East Coast. Yep. Have you have you lived anywhere else in, the, in our country or... Um, I grew up in Virginia and I lived for about 10 years in Colorado. <laughs> That's where I went to school. That's awesome. You and I had chatted before that actually when we, you and I were supposed to have a meeting, you were in Italy. I was so shocked about that. <laughs> I really was. And you were like, well, can we um, schedule this? Because my sister had schedule something for us and you were in Italy and you guys were going to do something. And I thought that that was so cool because I have not yet been to Italy and I've heard so many wonderful things about the Italians and their espresso. You were telling me how the Italians are serious about their espresso. Talk to me, girl. Talk <laughs> to me. Talk to us. Tell us about the Italians and espresso and where you guys went. All that great stuff. So first of all, one thing that really stood out to me was if you went anywhere after 11 a.m. and you asked for a cappuccino, cappuccino, they would look at you like you're crazy. Cappuccino <laughs> was a morning thing. You didn't have it at any other time. It's almost like you have a three course meal and or a four course meal. And that fourth course after dessert is espresso. Huh. And their espresso is so good. Now I'm a person, I love sugar. I love sweetness. I put a lot of sugar in my coffee, but here you, you really didn't need that. And it was like, almost like a different breed of coffee. I can't even explain it. You'll have to taste it, but it didn't need anything extra. Big thing I would like to also point out is that they come in very little cups, their espresso, their coffee, their cappuccino, it's all little cups. So it's not like this. No, mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> like this. no, I swear we can, we as Americans, we do consume as far oh, wow. as just one, say, if we want one cup of coffee, you know, a cup is eight ounces, but I know we don't start with eight ounces generally. No. So no. their little, their little cups are what probably two to four. How many, I don't even know how many ounces it is. They closer to like two and a half. I wouldn't even say four. Okay. So you start off and if you go past 11, you said 
cappuccinos are not allowed. No. <laughs> so you were like, oh, wow. Did you ask? Did you have to be schooled? You know what I'm saying? I did. And one day I was like, you know, I, and I was there with my sister and her husband, her husband is from France and they've done a lot of world traveling. So they have the inside scoop. So I knew this going into it. I was like, I really want a cappuccino. I mean, I was on vacation. I wasn't going out earlier than, you know, 10, 30, 11, unless we had plans that day. So I, was like, I just want to ask and see what happens. And while they did make it for me, I could tell that it was a very strange request. And I got kind of looked at like I had three heads. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, okay. This is good for me. Things to do and things to not do. Now, tell me where in Italy, where'd you guys go? How long did you go for? And where did you go? About almost three weeks, and I went to the entire Mafi Coast, which Positano, Ravello, all those places, um, Capri, Naples, and Florence. Look at you. The Amalfi Coast, it's just so beautiful in the rocky, the cliffs, and this is in what, the beginning of summer or right at the end of spring? How was it? Beginning of summer, very, very hot. I love the hot weather. So that was fine by me. Very sunny, Mm -hmm. very bright. Everything I remember thinking like, wow, it's just so bright and airy. Um, But it wasn't stifling hot. Like here in North Carolina, it can get stifling. You don't want to go outside. It wasn't like that. Now, Naples, Rome, and Florence, they all had very different feels to them. There's like a different vibe, the different coffees and drinks they tasted different like you could tell you were in a different area really Uh, yeah yes yes what is it okay describe so when you say they taste different do you think it has something to do with the water or like was it was it um a little creamier or was it stronger or was it a little bit sweeter what does it take what's the difference so in naples i felt like it was definitely more on the sweet side I wouldn't say creamy, but almost thicker. Mm. Uh, consistency was almost thicker. And in Rome, there was more of like that bittery taste. Um, it was waterier and like a lighter brown. And then Florence, it was very interesting. It was like a ri- a very rich tasting coffee, but the coffee was like almost like a maroonish red, huh. like a dark maroonish red. That was just something I, I, I made a mental note of it because it was different. That is so cool. So now you say your, your, your sister's husband is from France, but do they live in France? No, they live in London. Ah, okay. So you guys rented a, a car or something. Did you drive up and down the coast? We actually flew. And then what we did was take, take the train to the different cities uh-huh. We pretty much walked everywhere unless so some of the times like when we went up to Ravello, we had to get a cab because that would have been like a miles straight up. <laughs> Do most people um I've I've heard now correct me if I'm wrong, most people in Europe they they walk a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I came home and I ate the best food and so much of the best food. I had lost seven pounds because of how much walking we did. We walked. Did you? Girl, I'm I'm going now. (laughs) Yeah. Because the pounds need to come off. You hear me? (laughs) I know. Isn't it so different here in Greensboro? 
you absolutely need a car. Oh, you yeah. You cannot survive. But it's just something about walking to your cafe or walking to the market or, you know, going on a nice stroll through town. Oh, yeah. And it's so intimate and connected. And the people there, even the people that don't really know each other, you could just tell that there was a sense of unity and community. And I Mm -hmm. I do think that's something we're missing here. Absolutely. I've said that so many times. I mean, even though the, the market is about a mile from where I live, but it's not as connected. But there, I can only imagine if I'm in my my apartment or if I'm in the hotel, just getting out and walking down uh, are the streets cobblestone or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm, how wonderful is that? I, I, would, that's my idea. That. I was like, yeah. A stroller because they're cobbled streets. We can't push a stroller down there. Okay. This is the the exciting part for me because you told me about your daughter, Serenity, and you just mentioned about a stroller. I've heard more and more younger people travel with their kids. Like they start young when they're infants. And so Jean told me that she traveled specifically with Serenity. She wanted to show Serenity other cultures. She wanted her to be privy to other cultures when when she is young. So Jean, what was that like? What was the first thought? I can only imagine what that feels like to want to introduce your child to another culture and have them learn early and and be ready for the world as they get older, because that's really important. How did that start for you? So as I was pregnant, I knew that I wanted to instill in her the different values that I hold dear. And how does one really do that? And I, I really wanted her to be open and accepting, but I also wanted her to know that she could live any kind of way that she wanted and be comfortable doing it. And, and that there's more to just this and what we experience here in the States. And so it really grew from there. I'm like, well, how, how do I introduce her to this? How do I explain it to her? And it's like, well, I'll just show her. And, you know, for me, I know I'm a very hands-on learner doing things, experiencing things. That's what really teaches us because it gets ingrained in us. And that's really how it started. At what age? So I think she was three on her first trip. I think she had just turned three on her first trip. Where did you take her? London. So we were just dipping our toes and we went to London and then we went to France on that um, London trip. So you went to London and you took the, the train to France? We took the train to France, yes. I think it's called the Eurostar. It goes under the ocean. How did, what did she, how did she feel? Was she a little scared or were, you know how kids are, you know, my mother, she had a daycare center. So I was so used to seeing infants and babies and every, every little thing that would surprise them, their eyes would get bigger and they would just look around. Was she like that? Oh, yes. Uh, so inquisitive, wanted to see everything, wanted to ask all the questions. <laughs> it was definitely very interesting for her. And I, I feel very um, blessed because she's an amazing traveler. 
we started traveling from Colorado to North Carolina to visit family three times a year since she was a little baby. And we'd always get compliments. People would say, oh man, I was so scared when I got sat next to the lady with the baby, but she's such a good baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, we know that is the one thing where hearing a baby cry yep. in the airplane, it's like, oh my God, I just want to no get to where to I need that to mom be. either, you know? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so cool. Okay, so that was London, then mm-hmm. France. Now that you told me, did you say the Vatican City? That- yes, Vatican City counts as its own country. So when we were in Italy this time, we were in Rome, we went to Vatican City and that is counted as its very own country. She had a passport already at three years old. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now, she may not be able to drink coffee, but at least she can travel. So <laughs> now, did, didn't you tell me you took her to Greece as yes. well? Yeah. Oh, we my goodness. Santorini. She so how- probably likes Santorini the best. Mm, what is Santorini like? I've heard about it, but I've never been. Oh my gosh. It's like indescribable. The colors, Santorini, the colors pop even probably more than the pictures. It is, and the culture there, it's like a tight community. Everybody knows each other. There was this elderly woman that we stayed with and she lived on the property. It was her house that we were renting through Airbnb and she had her own little house on the property as well. And she would walk three miles to the store every day and she's probably like 82, if I remember correctly. And she still <laughs> had it in her to walk three miles to the store every day. Three miles every day. Yeah. To the store. To the store just to get her things for the day and back. Everything there. And that was another thing. Everything there is served very fresh. Like people mm-hmm. don't go shopping for the week, go shopping for two weeks. They're getting their food every, maybe every day, every other day. And everything's just fresh all the time. Like the fresh market, like the, yes. these stalls out. Yep. Oh, and you get your fresh veggies and, and your bread and you, you go, mm-hmm. go home. And so each meal, right. It's, it's probably, it's not like ours, you know, where we'll make a meal and then it'll last for maybe two or three days. They don't do it yeah. that way, as you're no. saying. No. What does breakfast consist of? I'm a breakfast person. I mean, although, I, you know, I, I go simple, but I love breakfast, you know, just sitting down, coffee, whatever I'm eating. What do they consume with their coffee? Because I heard they have great coffee, too. Yes. Something that I did know while I was there, you know how we use cream. Cream was not really a big thing. Every time I'm like, do you have any cream? That wasn't something that they offered. But they would have... A lot of like cucumber type vegetables. And I noticed that was like something that was served with our breakfast was vegetables that you would typically associate with lunch or dinner. They had this like, like sweet flatbread. I don't remember what it was called, but it was delicious. And it was almost like a pastry. Hummus was another big thing. I still associate hummus with a snack, but that was served at breakfast as well. well. So I just thought that was so interesting. But again, very fresh. There's this type of alcohol that they would drink. I cannot remember what it was called, but it reminded me of maybe like kombucha. You could tell it was definitely like fermented vegetables or fermented fruit. And apparently it has all these different healing properties in it. One lady was telling me that 
she, um, as she started getting older, she was getting varicose veins in her legs and she started taking a shot of it every day and it made them go away. What? Yes. I'm like, no, wait a minute. Are we talking about you start early in the morning, you start drinking this and you just keep going on. It gives you a jolt. <laughs> you just take one shot a day in the morning with your breakfast. And I mean, it wasn't enough to, it was just like a little tiny shot, kind of like, um, those little fruit shooters that they have in the store is kind of what I compared it to. Yeah. I know the Greece and, and Turkey, they're very close together. And, and when a friend of mine went to Greece, she was saying that, hey, you don't compare Greek coffee to Turkish coffee, but it's similar in the fact that it's in a smaller cup, just like in, in Italy, right? Yes. And isn't it sweet? Yes. And I feel like that's why they don't serve the cream with it. You don't really need anything else to go in it. So when you guys stayed at the Airbnb in Greece, was it where she would cook? for you guys sometimes or would she recommend places for you to go and, and and eat yes she definitely did recommend a lot of places she wouldn't cook with us but we did have her over for dinner one night she was so sweet she had all the tips and it's amazing to have that person with the inside scoop when you're going to different countries yeah. because you know you're not going to get the the best information online or for from a travel guide you're going to get the best information from a native yeah and it's i think it's even more crucial because you're traveling with child it's a vulnerable situation where you're with a child and you want to have the best most safe information you can it kind of protect you in a sense you know oh, yeah. that was your first time in greece right and that was your yeah. first time your time for your daughter so moving forward what's the next trip I know you just finished this trip not too long ago, but I know once you finish a trip, it's almost like you want to go again. You want oh, to go yeah. I really want to go to New Zealand next. Oh, a very long flight, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like now, 24 hours, I believe. You said Serenity has been great. Oh, now, yeah. From North Carolina straight over to Italy. We flew from North Carolina to London, stopped in London for eight hours, and then got on another flight yep, to Italy. And she was great. Oh, she was great. She sleeps on the planes. She'll, you know, watch her iPad or play games, color. She's quiet. She doesn't, you know, she did go through a phase where she'd like to play on the tray with the tray on the back of the seat. But I, I explained to her, you know, we don't do that because it could disturb the person in front of us. And she's she understood it, hasn't done it since. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is awesome for mothers or mothers to be. How do you plan for that? Yeah, you know, aside from planning, of course, where we're going to stay and knowing that it's a safe area, I like to kind of wing it and see what's there when we get there. I don't want to buy a bunch of tickets before we get there and be, see something else that I'm like, oh, well, we could have done that, you know? So I do actually kind of wing it in that sense. My biggest tip though, would be for the plane in your carry-on, there's no such thing as overpacking for a child, have their snacks, bring a water bottle, even though you're not allowed to bring liquids through, bring that water bottle. So you could put a drink in there and they're not at risk of spilling on the floor your chargers, have everything charged up. You've got an iPad, bring that, bring some books, coloring books, just, you know, it's kind of like an emer a child emergency pack to keep them occupied. <laughs> so how do you do, how do you balance? Because I, I know my life is crazy. 
Now, I may not have a child, but, you know, I take care of my dad and I do take care of my brother. He's autism and trying to balance being an entrepreneur and the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur, a businesswoman. How do you balance that? You, you, you want to travel, you want to give your, your daughter a, a certain lifestyle, and then you are an entrepreneur as well. How do you manage you know, the, the, the day-to-day work grind? So I actually make sure that that part is definitely pre-planned. I know that I'm going on vacation at least six months before I'm going so that I can prepare my clients and also prepare myself, get any of um, my deliverables taken care of for that month before I leave so that I can still be compensated for my work. And so probably that last month before I leave, I'm extremely busy. So I, I take about a month before I leave where I'm really busy and I'm working in advance for all of my clients. So I'm getting any deliverables that are due in those two or three weeks that I'm gone. I'm getting all of that taken care of. I'm preparing my client for my departure. I'm wrapping up any loose ends within their business and within mine so that everything is taken care of before I have to leave. Knowing what my boundaries are and communicating those boundaries are huge. If I let my clients know in the beginning of our partnership, look, I typically take a vacation in December around Christmas time. And in the summer, in the month of July or August, they know to be prepared for that. They know that's something that I do regardless of, you know, anything. Those are two things that I hold dear to and I stick to them. I prepare them for it. And when that's communicated early on and they know that that comes with the package of me and what I am offering to their business, it's never been an issue. Right. So I met you through Alignable and then... What other social media platforms are you on? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. And LinkedIn, right? And LinkedIn, yes. You are the first person that I've spoken to who's balancing a baby and traveling with a baby and and doing all these wonderful things. And you have this wonderful mindset of being a businesswoman, but also being a mother. What advice other advice would you give? Because you just gave the advice of you know, your preparation for traveling with a baby. What other advice would you give as far as balancing being a businesswoman and you know, having your daughter? You have to have boundaries with yourself, right? So there are days where I'm like, oh, I could be working. I could be working right now, but I have to remind myself, you know, she's not going to be little forever. She's not going to be this age forever. One day she's going to be 45 and I'm going to be, you know, an old woman and she's going to have her own family. Right. Right. Really cherish those moments. And knowing that my first and most important job is being a mother. And in that it's like, yes, I should, I need to have my own life and the things that mean things to me. And it is, it is, it's a very fine balance and I'm still teaching myself every day, but knowing that there's this little person who relies on me to help raise them and help them become a kind, empathetic, well-rounded adult. And that is the most important thing in my mind. Yes. It's trying for me at times because... Yeah, I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm trying to balance so many things. 
And, you know, here I am striving to have this business, you know, where I want it to be, but having the responsibilities of taking care of my father and my brother. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, your number one priority is to take care of your father and your brother. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do everything you can and make their lives great. So I understand that mentality. It's a fine line. You're right. But and it's on like, your deathbed, what are you going to be thinking about? Are you going to be thinking about, oh, I wish I had sent that one last email or built out that one last project? Or are you going to be thinking about the people who meant the most to you in your lifetime? That is so true. I'm, true. I'm looking at my, my brother and he is so sweet. And he's the kindest person that I know. He doesn't have a, a bad bone in his body. And to see him grow, like, I know that that is so wonderful for you to see your daughter absorb all of these things that you have given her traveling and seeing various things and people and, and geography. I know you can see her and her mind uh, and her being altered. Right. And so that's the same way that I see my brother, just allowing him to have a certain lifestyle. And, and just to continue to um, be happy, it means the world to me. So I can only imagine how that makes you feel. Oh, yeah. It's the most fulfilling thing. It, it truly is. And I think also as women who take care of our families, we have to give ourselves a break, you know, and we have to know that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be on at every single moment of every single day. It's okay when we get annoyed. We're entitled to our emotions. We're allowed to have our feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so true. There are times when you just have, you do, you have to let things go and save them for another day. Yep, exactly. Do you ever find yourself reaching out? Like you have a, a wonderful sister and, and wonderful uh, brother-in-law. Do you ever find yourself just saying, just reaching out saying, hey, I can't do everything, whether it's just for a talk. Um, oh, yeah that support. How important is that to you? So important. And I lean on my sister hard and I'm blessed that her husband is in my life. He's like the brother that I always wanted and never had my family, my mom, my dad, my family is, you know, they are rock solid and they are my rocks. And, you know, I am a single parent. And so as a single parent, it, it truly does take a village and I'm so grateful to be able to have them to just be able to call up and be like, you know what? It's a hard day. And this is, they lift me up. They bring my spirits out. They always know just what to say. (laughs) Mm, That's so good. I'm so honored to have this conversation with you. So again, you can reach Jean and see her on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, If you're on Alignable, she's there as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Portia White, and I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, BetterWithACupOfCoffee.com. If you like what you heard, please rate and review our podcast. And join us again soon at Cup of Connections.